0: I speak to you in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Please be seated. Our gospel writer today is Mark, also the reader. And he begins his gospel with these words, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. He then tells us in his first chapter of the ministry of John the Baptist, The baptism of Jesus, and Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Our gospel lesson today is a continuation of just that first chapter, the call of the first disciples, and the beginning of Jesus' ministry. What would cause four unlikely candidates to drop everything and follow Jesus? Would you leave family, friends, work, and home for just one man and one simple sentence? I would for Jesus, but I know who Jesus is. I have the advantage of history and a lifetime of belief. I'm not sure I would follow an unknown prophet with no more than a message that the kingdom of God is near. But I've always wanted to be part of a team, the group, the crew, whatever. And up until a few years ago, I was always involved in some sort of sports competition, I know the feeling as a child, when teams were picked, waving my arms and saying, pick me, and jumping up and down. Or as an adult, when those kinds of displays are inappropriate, just quietly saying in my mind as folks are chosen, please pick me. I also didn't have to sacrifice much for those teams. I always went home at night, most of the competitors were friends, and when we went on trips, they were adventures. I still had home, Work and family waiting. Being picked or called was easy. We read a couple of weeks ago that John the Baptist was a voice crying in the wilderness and that one more powerful than him is coming, one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And John the Baptist is the first to declare Jesus is God's chosen one. But in today's gospel, John has been arrested. And now Jesus has left Judea and is in Galilee recruiting disciples. In Luke's version of this same story, the call of these four disciples follows a fishing miracle. Listen. One day as Jesus was standing by Lake Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to pull out from shore a little. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let the nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When he had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in one of the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats and they so much that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John the sons of Zebedee Simon's partners then Jesus said to Simon don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people so they pulled their boats up on the shore and left everything and followed him now that might make it easier to understand why they did follow Jesus but I don't know about you but I've been fishing before and if ever there was a chance for tall tales fishing is it you know If a friend like Father Donovan told me a great place to fish, and I went there and I caught a bunch of fish, more than I ever had, I probably wouldn't follow him. I do like him, but I probably wouldn't necessarily follow him the rest of my life, and I probably wouldn't even clean his fish. But in today's gospel, in Mark's version, there are no miracles, no one has been healed. Following the call of these four disciples, the synoptic gospels will agree that Jesus will heal a man with an unclean spirit, heal Peter's mother-in-law and others at his home, and really begin his preaching. It would also appear from the gospels that Andrew and John had met Jesus earlier when they were disciples of John the Baptist. Listen in the book of John. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him save us, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated into Peter. So perhaps Andrew, John, and Peter are familiar with this new Messiah, described by John the Baptist as the Lamb of God. But is a chance meeting and a simple call enough to leave everything? Jesus has come to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. God is about to show a new light in the world and reveal himself. John the Baptist has been his herald. But now he needs witnesses, disciples, to help him complete his ministry. So why does Jesus call these four Galileans as disciples? If Nathaniel last week is correct in asking Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Rest assured that in Jesus' time, Galilee was the backwater Hicksville of Israel. People from Galilee were considered unsophisticated, uneducated, and poor. They were also considered bad speakers because they had a different guttural sound as opposed to the clear Aramaic spoken in Jerusalem. And we know from the Gospels that they were a quarrelsome, self-centered bunch. They were doubters, and they don't understand him, and they don't understand his parables. They were argue over who will sit at his right hand and who will sit at his left. They One will deny him, one will flee to Emmaus, And only one that we know of will be at his crucifixion. So why them? And why do they follow? Nothing in the Gospels will fully answer that question for us. Apparently, Jesus sees something in them worthwhile. Not necessarily what they are, but what he knows they can be. Apparently, also, the four men see something compelling in Jesus, something that causes them to walk away from everything that is precious to them. For Simon and Andrew, the sacrifice is leaving their family and their nets. For James and John, it is leaving their father and their tradition. These men did not seek to become Jesus' disciples. They had not presented Jesus with their resumes, and nor had they begged him, to accept him as students. They did not jump up and down saying, pick me. It was Jesus's initiative, not theirs, that resulted in their becoming Jesus's followers. And that is typical of God's call. Come, follow me. That call is personal. Most rabbis expected aspiring students to seek permission to even wait outside to eventually be invited in. But Jesus chooses his disciples rather than waiting for them to seek him out. He wants them and he wants us. We have all been called to be one of the faithful, to believe, to be part of the team, to be the children of God. Now, we don't have to worry about being picked. We are wanted. As a matter of fact, it is opposite of just what we thought it should be. You see, he's the one asking us to pick him. He's the one that wants to be a part of our lives. Not because he knows who and what we are, but because he knows what we can be. Jesus calls Peter, Andrew, and John, and James to let go of everything they know so that they can step out onto a pathway One that only he can show them. A pathway that he will not define for them in advance. A pathway that they don't understand until they have walked it. That is what discipleship involves. To step into the unknown. Trusting Christ to lead us to where we should be. In these trying and uncertain times, let us also trust God when we hear that call. And remember Jesus' words in Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We each have a call to believe in Jesus, and by simply believing, we are the children of God. When we hear the call, Let us choose Christ and trust in him so that all of our hearts and our burdens may be light. Amen.